Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And we, Tom, we have a great topic today. We always have a great topic. I know, I say that every time. Because you're in charge. I am in charge, but you know what? But you're not large. (laughs) Large and in charge. (laughs) I don't know, some might argue with that, but that's neither here nor there. Yes. Uh, We want to talk about the Holy Family today. Your family. No, well, Yes. Thank oh. you for thank you for looking at our family that way. It was a set. That, really good. I didn't see it coming because you know yeah. a lot of times people might think that their family's not very holy, right? Well, I, that's what I think. I don't well, think we're holy, but I think we're trying. Well, we're all trying. Yeah. But it would be nice to be called the holy family. Oh, absolutely. Right. It would be nice to be called a holy family. I, exactly. And so I guess the whole point of all this is like, what's the big deal about the holy family? Right. Right. And at the end of the day, you know. Begging the question, is your family holy? You know? Right. And a lot of people would not want to answer that question. No. I, think, I mean, most of us would say, hey, uh, what's the next question? There would be a big hesitation. <laughs> yeah. uh, Can we go on? Exactly. Maybe. Yeah, but, so, but, but I guess what we want to do in this show is really talk about the concept of the holy family. Okay. Of course, when we say the holy family, the first shining example, right, what we talk about is Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Absolutely. And the importance of the holy family. We all look at the holy family. And having been through Christmas and, uh, you know, we, we start to, in the Feast of the Holy Family, and all these things happen at Christmas time, and we start to realize... Oh, isn't that beautiful? And we see the Christmas cards, and we sing Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem. And right. we, we understand what happened, and we see these beautiful pictures, this serene, uh, beautiful uh, sort of moonlit evening. Sure. Right? In, in this beautifully very clean little uh, creche, you know, yeah. the, the manger scene. It's so beautiful and tidy, and the, yeah. and the cattle and the oxen are all sitting there, and they're all smiling and just quietly, you know, yeah. and we're hearing a little town of Bethlehem sung by the angels, and of course, this big, bright, shining star yeah. shines upon the, the infant Jesus, right, and it's, it's a beautiful, peaceful scene, and this is the Holy Family, and as I look at my, all the torn wrapping paper, and the kids are just uh, uh, sprawled everywhere in their pajamas on Christmas Day, you look at that, and you think... Well, this is pretty. This is good. There's holiness here, right? But, but you know, as the day wears on and as there's tempers flare, the you know, lack of sleep, you know. Oh, yeah. And then all through life, there's these struggles. Oh, yeah. You know, and we still, we see the example of the Holy Family, and sometimes we think, okay, you know, Scripture tells me to be perfect as my Heavenly Father is perfect. Right. And we think, I'm never going to get there. Right. Right? And so when we see the example of the Holy Father, or sorry, the Holy Family. Mm-hmm. Right, we go, how are we ever going to accomplish that? Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. Well, you know, you look at the families today and so many families. And, you know, Tom, you and I have, we have great families. I'm just going to say it. Let everybody know we have great families. We are blessed. you got a pile of kids. i got a pile of kids. Do you know why we have great families? Um, I was going to say it's because of us, but but why? what would you say? It's because we made married great wives. That's right. It's the women. Yeah. It's the women in the family. It has nothing to do with me and you. You're exactly right. We married up. We Especially both married you. up. Amen, brother. You're right about that. I'll admit that. So, yeah, so right. mama's good, so the family's going to be good. But, but I'll say that a lot of times, you know, we look outside and realize there's a lot of challenge to families in these, this day and age, right? Huge. I mean, you got things like um, uh, these broken families, right? First, we got families that mom and dad don't live in the same house. Right. You know, the child's got multiple different kind of quote-unquote parents. Yeah. 
right? Well, we don't know who's who, and, and, and some people are involved, some people are not involved. And so with this brokenness, mm-hmm. right, comes a little bit of a confusion and, and difficulty to kind of maintain a family environment. And I pray for, for everyone, and, and, and I know some people are doing their best and kind of trying to pick up the pieces and make things work and do that in a holy way. But it's a struggle towards holiness, obviously. Oh, yeah. And, of course, then you have families that are kind of sticking it out and kind of staying together, but they're burdened. Right. Right? One or, or more of the one of the parents is, you know, got some kind of addiction or a problem, you know, that's alcohol or pornography or something that's kind of, you know, straining the family and, 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 and you know, threatening to tear the family apart. Or but even also one of the kids. One of the kids could be out of Difficulties, line. right? How many people who have lost a child, a tragic loss of a child, and, the, and the, the parents break up? Right. You know, because they don't know how to deal with that particular loss, you yeah. know? And there's some difficulties, lots of strains on the family itself, whether burdens like finances or sickness, mm-hmm. right? All these terrible things that, that, that can happen. Of course, we talked about, you talked about a grief-stricken family, right? right? When a child dies, a husband dies, a, a mother dies, even a, 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 someone close to the family dies. And, and grief can really uh, put a lot of stress on that family. Huge. And you look at that and go, I, I'm, I'm struggling to have my family be holy right right and then for those who are trying to be those families that go to church every sunday and many of our listeners are 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 trying to do good things in their family and have and they want to be a holy family and 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 i'm speaking to them and saying you know i know that you realize that as a christian in this society it's hard to be christian Mm -hmm. i mean you you go overseas and, and you know you literally could lose your head right exactly but but persecution happens at all all different kind of uh, ways even in the United States or, or you know in normal families so there's a struggle to be a good holy family these days you're right lots of opposition out there and so you you wonder is it even possible to be a holy family as Jesus Mary and Joseph were a holy family right you know and so I think the best way to kind of do this to discuss this because we could just if we stop the show now we have a lot of depressed people yeah no kidding so I'm never gonna make it on make this thing gonna work no kidding but I, but this I, is a downer talking yeah, about yeah, this. Well. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the upper. <laughs> Here's okay. the good part. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, let's go back and find figure out what a family is, because mm-hmm. it's important to understand that God thinks families are important. I mean, I know I say that, and people go, "Yeah, sure," not in my head in agreement. But you know, send his son into one. Exactly right. Yeah. Right. You know, first well, first of all, God revealed Himself as a family. He did. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, a family of persons. Trinity. Right. The Trinity is a family of persons. Right. Deep, abiding, close, loving relationships mm-hmm. in a family. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, the, what is the first thing that God did when He created man? Gave Next him thing, a woman. Gave him a woman. Right. And I don't mean that like His possession suddenly. In fact, she told is him, told Him to be fruitful and multiply. She. She. Well, right. Well. Well. Eve was uh, Adam's helpmate. To help him do what? Not to bring him a beer and a sandwich. But what? What, what was she going to help him do? Attain eternal no salvation. To that. Yeah, exactly. Told her, told her that. But you understand right. his helpmate to salvation, to happiness, exactly. to holiness. Right. Right? right? To, to life. Right. And so he didn't want, it was not good that, that Adam would be alone. He wanted Eve there right. with him. Right. So he created this first family. Mm-hmm. Right? And then and that's kind of a beautiful thing. And so you start to realize that. That his salvation, that Adam's salvation, his holiness came out of the context of family. And, of course, you said it already that Jesus, God, was born into a family. Right. When Jesus took on flesh. Now, here's the thing. Joseph was not part of the equation. He wasn't, not, he wasn't necessary biologically to the equation. Right. Right. Mary 
was uh, she conceived through the through the Holy Spirit. Exactly. So really, this could have been just the Jesus and Mary show, That's and true. and Joseph was not even necessary. In fact, you know, we know that Joseph, being a good man, he was a just man, right? And he was going to divorce her quietly because right. he didn't want to bring scandal on her, and he knew that if she was essentially caught in adultery, she might get stoned. She would be. Judgment would be placed right. upon her, right? So right. he's like, I-, I will divorce her quietly. And so he plans on doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, they're betrothed. Technically speaking, she is his wife. Right. And so what happens next? An angel comes to him in his dream. And the angel says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So an angel comes to Joseph. Now, mm-hmm. this is an important thing. Mm-hmm. This little state, this little scene right here. In fact, I think it's one of the few quintessential moments in the Bible that I think a lot of people overlook. Mm-hmm. And what it, it helped me to understand mm-hmm. is that when I look at this, I realized that salvation, the salvation of the world came in the context of family, mm-hmm. that God wanted Jesus to be in a family with a father and a mother as a shining example. Yeah. Right. When we pray the collect, the, the, the opening prayer that we hear at mass mm-hmm. on the feast of the Holy Family, it calls this Holy Family a shining example. Mm-hmm. Right. And God ordained and said, this is what needs to happen. Right. Even though Joseph wasn't necessarily, he said, Joseph, go back. Mm-hmm. Take Mary into your home. You know, and so suddenly, then, then it's easier now for us to realize that salvation is going to come to us through the context of family. And so now, look at your family, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm not specifically speaking to you, Tom, but let's talk to everybody out there, all in radio land. Exactly. Look at your family. Your salvation, God plan for you to be saved through the context of your family. Now, you started to <laughs> chuckle there, right? Yeah, because there, I mean, there are so many families that have those challenges, and there are some out there that are looking at each other going, oh, great. Look what I got. There's no way I'm going to get saved. <laughs> <laughs> what is that movie quote you always quote to me? i got morons on my team, exactly, you know? Exactly. What's his Strother? What's his name? Yeah, uh, Strother Martin. Yeah. So yeah. this guy Butch says, in one of his, in yeah, I got morons on my team. Now, you don't call your family morons, but, you know, you realize sometimes. Right, you're on I, the wrong team. I remember a little poster <laughs> hanging up, and, you know, it was a big deal to have these little uh, Xeroxed things that would, like, little right. cartoons that people would hang up in their office. Yeah. And there was one that I remember as a kid that my dad had hanging up in his office, and it said, it's hard to soar with the eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> now, again, not calling my family a turkey or right. a moron. Right. But realizing that we sometimes look at our family and we go, wait a second. Right. My salvation is here, but it's all broken. It's bruised. It's beaten. It's torn down. Yeah. It's suffering. Yeah. Now, stop for a second and think, what did I just describe? I described Jesus Christ you just did. there. You did. Bruised and broken, beaten down, right? Tortured, humiliated, yeah. and then crucified. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where we realize that in that suffering, that there is salvation to be born from it. Right. Right? That suffering that tears down, that, that levels everything that God raises up, and that's powerful for us to see. Uh, but, again, salvation comes to us. In that brokenness. Right. But there's more. And? 
And we're going to take a break before oh. I do that. And before we tell about that more, the good stuff, the really good stuff that's coming up, you want to hear about. You want to hear this stuff coming up. Before I do that, though, I want to remind everyone we got a great, great website. Of course. www.thecatholiccafe.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd love for you to visit there. But also send me an email. Heck, some cool send lately. Tom an email. Send us an email. <laughs> tell us. What the heck is going on in your life, in yeah. your family? Love to hear from you. Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bester Zemski, and this is another great moment in church history. The world has long wrestled with belief in God. Belief in a supreme and loving creator who transcends all things, all spaces, and all time. And countless words of wisdom have been written through the ages, by Catholic and non-Catholic thinkers alike, about the meaning, importance, and construct of faith. American writer and poet Elizabeth York Case writes, There is no unbelief. Whoever plants a seed beneath the sod and waits to see it push away the clod, he trusts in God. St. Thomas Aquinas, doctor of the church, writes, To one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. To one without faith, no explanation is possible. If a man wishes to be sure of the road he treads on, St. John of the Cross tells us, he must close his eyes and walk in the dark. Faith, says Helen Keller, is the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge into the light. First Lady, Eleanor Roosevelt writes, He who loses money loses much. He who loses a friend loses much more. He who loses faith loses all. St. Augustine, early father of the church, reminds us, Faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. In St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus himself speaks of the great power and promise of this gift of faith. He tells us, For truly I say to you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. As defined in our Sunday Visitor's Catholic Dictionary, faith is the first of the theological virtues. Together with hope and love, faith brings about the life of sanctifying grace in the human person. Faith is truly a gift from God. We cannot manufacture it or create it out of nothing. It is not a faucet that we can turn on or off. No, it is indeed a beautiful and precious gift given out of love to each of us from God. And by definition, because it is a gift, it must be received. And once received, it must be nurtured, tended, cared for, cultivated, and developed. Faith must be lived or it will die. It is only in living a life of faith that we are truly alive. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Indeed, it is luxurious if you call Naugahyde 
uh, luxurious. This it is a hide? No, it's vinyl. Something. It is? Know. It ain't real. Whatever it is, it's nothing real in it. Man, it looks real to me. It's made in some kind of, you know, plastic factory. I must have some, like, really cheap taste. It looks... Because <laughs> I'll tell you, it <laughs> This looks is suited really nice. to your taste. It looks like leather, guys. This is suited to your everybody, taste. Everybody stop by the Catholic Cafe. Yeah. Check it out. Tell me it if is, I'm wrong. Actually, it's pleather. Pleather. Like yeah. yeah. It's nice. It's pleasurable. Yeah. Cool. So all that aside, we're talking <laughs> about the Holy Family. In fact, we're talking yeah. about, we just painted kind of a tough picture. It's hard to be the Holy Family. We did. Right? It's hard. It's hard to be Holy Family. It is. And we compare ourselves to the Holy Family and say, I'm never going to be that holy. Right. You know, I am certainly not Joseph. Yeah. You know, my wife, yeah, she's close to being married, but she might be just a few sins, you know, over the top. You can almost to compare married. yourself to even the other families that are out there and look and go, man. They really got it going on. And yeah, look the at grass us. is the grass is greener. Though. I know, but you get the point. No, you're right. Yeah. So we see that, and we realize that. But but still, you look at yourself and go, "I'm not going to be the Holy Family. Can't right. do it. Sorry, can't do it. Right. Thanks for the thanks for the preaching. Thanks for the you know little lesson here. But right. I can't do it. I'm gone. And the reality is, um, I want well, I want to paint another a new reality. Here we go. I want to help you see something. All right. So we're going to look at the Holy Family. Okay. We're going to take a few. We're going to take a few moments out of the Holy Family's life. righty. This is like the Holy Family scrapbook. Okay. You know, later on in years, you know, you got me all excited. They're flipping through the pages of their little history. Yeah. Here's the Holy Family. You know, so remember that time? Yeah. We left remember Jesus the, yeah. in the temple? Exactly. Well, that's yeah. one of them. So let's take a let's take a look closer look here at at uh, Mary and Joseph. Okay. First of all, it starts how in a manger? No, before that. It starts with Mary and Joseph heading for divorce. That's okay, true. Okay, so I want to paint a picture of the Holy Family. Yeah. The Holy Family. Heading for divorce slash potential stoning. That's right. So Joseph is getting ready to divorce Mary. Yeah. Now, I know he's a just man, and the angel kind of headed that off at the path, but the point is they, they started in a rocky road. And, you know, the reality is even if, even once they, he went back, even though... Joseph stayed with Mary. Mm-hmm. Do you think that anybody in the town believed their story? Sure, Joseph. It was an angel. It was a, the Holy Spirit. Sure, Joseph. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, oh, isn't that the guy married to the girl who was impregnated by somebody else? Yeah. That, I mean, that's the whole point. And so they lived their married lives in scandal. Yeah. That's okay. True. So that's not that's not so great, so easy, right? No. Right. Might be a little struggle there. Now, think about this. What was the big deal with uh, why was it in a stable that Jesus was born? They were homeless, technically speaking. No room at the inn. So they're going to be enrolled. They're on their way to the Mm -hmm. big city. Mm -hmm. And so it's Joseph. What, Mary? It's time. What? (laughs) But we're nowhere, you know? Well, everybody's in town. All the rooms are booked up. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but there have been there's there are moments right there at something like a childbirth or any kind of precarious moment when someone's sick, you gotta get to the hospital quickly or, yeah. or whatever, where you're a little panicked. Big time. You're freaking out. Yeah. Okay, so the Holy Family had to experience Jesus being born in a situation where we don't know where the heck he's gonna be born. Right. right. We have no idea. Yeah. He's I'm I'm sure Joseph is running frantically from house to house saying, Please, is there anywhere? Where yeah. my little baby can be born. Yeah. By the way, he's the savior of the world. Yeah. You know, sure, whatever, angel, dream. I've heard all this before. You're crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that had got to have been something very difficult. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, as soon as he's born, right, 
they meet Simeon in the temple. Mm-hmm. So Simeon comes up to Mary and says, oh, by the way, your heart's going to be pierced with a sword of sorrow. Yeah. Well, those are some warm and comforting words yeah. for Mary. Now, we take all that stuff in stride. At one say, of the most special times of this child's yeah. life and their lives. Yeah. Their eighth day, they're going to have him circumcised, dedicate yeah. him, you know, and okay, we got Jesus here. The whole nine yards is Gacom says, by the way, your heart's going to be pierced with a sword of sorrow. Yeah. yeah. We'll come back to that in a second. But as soon as he's born, mm-hmm. right, we know that all of a sudden Herod's got it out for Jesus. Big time. The son of God. He doesn't want the son of God born mm-hmm. in his realm. Mm-mm. So we're going to have to nip this in the bud. So let's kill all the infants. Right. Let's go through and kill them all. Right. We have the Feast of the Holy Innocents. But again, so right off the bat, they got to flee to Egypt. Mm-hmm. So they're on the run. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Family is on the run. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never really been on the run. But I can imagine, I've seen movies, when you don't know where your next meal is coming from, where, the, where there's no, you don't have a job, there's no direct deposit, yep. right, of your paychecks. Yeah. You know, what are you doing? Man, that makes my heart skip a beat okay so it's it's kind of tough now here's the other thing what happens you mentioned this already have you ever left one of your kids at a restaurant or something you know what we actually (laughs) did we actually left our one of our boys at church which we kind of did the holy family thing (laughs) okay it was terrible that's good it was terrible though i left my kid at a pizza restaurant (laughs) in the bathroom and he came out with his hands all washed and looking around like mom dad You know, and we drove off. Right. Now, we went back and got him. Eventually. A week later. No, I'm kidding. He's speaking now, by the way. That's really good. That's a good thing. Turns out he had a job at the restaurant once we got back. He liked it. No, the the point is he was scared, and we were more scared. When you have five to nine kids, somebody's going to get left behind. Well, they only had the one. Just telling everybody out there. But they just had the one. They lost him. Yeah. You know, in a caravan or whatever. Where? By the way, I thought you had Jesus. I wonder how that conversation went. Oh, it was tough. It doesn't matter how it went. It was tough. And my yeah. point is, this is the holy family. This yeah. is the this is the family p- portrayed on Christmas this cards. This is the model. Right? This is that peaceful, serene family that we see with the, you know, the beautiful blue sky with the moonlit night and mm-hmm. the whatever. You know, all the, the angels are singing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They, they, they left their kid in the big city. Right. <laughs> this is terrible. Right? Yes. So going back by – now, the other thing is, you know, after that point, we don't hear about Joseph anymore. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we don't hear about Joseph? It's, it's p- believed, perhaps, that Joseph wasn't there anymore. Well, I think he, he – well, also, he was uh, – technically, he was older. We it's think perceived he was older, so he probably would tell passed us away. He probably passed away. Right. Okay, so this, the Holy Family experiences the grief Death. of one the of the father parents. figure. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. That's a struggle. Yeah. Now, Remember the, the, the sword of sorrow that pierced Mary's heart that she would see. Yeah. Okay. So that's what really happened. So here's, here's Mary, mm-hmm. you know, with Jesus in, his, Jesus in his public ministry. Joseph's not around. Mm-hmm. Mary's essentially by herself at this point. And so Jesus was chased. He was spat upon. He was despised. He was called a drunkard and a glutton, right? Mm-hmm. He was persecuted his entire life. And then eventually he was captured. He was tortured, beaten beyond recognition. You know, exactly. Right, bruised and broken, right, stripped of his clothes, humiliated and hung up on a cross, yeah. and died. Yeah. Now. And then put in her arms. Exactly. Oh, she had to cradle him, right, yeah. with that beautiful Pietà we see. Yeah. That beautiful um, uh, Michelangelo uh, sculpture. Oh, that yeah. A little model of it in my house, and my heart bleeds when I see that. Yep. And and the point is, this is the Holy Family. So, what I've painted this picture of. Mm-hmm. If you stop and think about it, we are uniquely qualified to be the Holy Family. 
what I've described is all the havoc, all the craziness, all the the, the bad stuff that happens to families, the bruised, the broken, the beaten, the, the sorrowful, and ultimately the terrible things that, that befell this family, and still they had hope at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right? Because they had hope in Jesus. Yep. And so if we have hope in Jesus, then we're going to be able to have that hope in life, and what is it going to take to be a holy family? So that, that changes everything for me. When I see that, I start going, okay, all right, I guess I am the holy family. Yeah. I've left my kids here. I've done this. I've been, you know, we've had all these problems. Right. You know, hey, it wasn't even so bad for us as it was for the holy family. That's true. And they managed to have that hope, so I need to have that hope. So what am I going to do? Yeah. How am I going to get that hope back in my family if I'm not feeling it? Mm-hmm. Right? So what do we do? What are some things that we can do? You know, I mean, there's things we can do differently. What I would, what I would challenge people is if you want to have that hope back in your family, mm-hmm. there's going to be prayer and it's going to be a relationship with Jesus. But not just assume that everybody needs it and we all sit there and pray together. I think that individually, the person listening to this program right now should pray. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a rosary. Offer it for their family. Mm-hmm. Right? Do an extra mass. Right? And then resolve never again to miss mass. Just do something different in your life. And what I think is that's going to be infectious and going to go to the entire family. Yeah. yeah you know, practice the sacraments. Exactly. Practice your faith. Practice... Practice love, which is what Christ That's talked right. about. And realize that your salvation and the salvation of every member of your family comes from the concept of family. Right. Salvation is born out of family. That we need to build our families back up and, you know, do things differently than we've been doing them. Maybe like when we eat our meals. Yeah. Say a blessing of your meal. Right. Well, so we do that, but... Why is that mealtime so so special? Well, mealtime is sacred. Plus, too, you know what? If you think about it, Jesus Christ did a whole bunch of stuff over a meal. That's right. Yeah. And when he was teaching, when he was yeah. preaching, everything was like before, during, or after a meal. That's exactly right. And it's centered around the meal. And so our mealtime with our family is it's a sacred, sacred event. sacred time. So that's why we pray and why we don't just blow through a prayer. Blesses the Lord in these, I guess. Would you rather see him that Let's eat. This is good food. Oh, mama, this is some good food here. It's got gravy and the whole nine. Yeah, it's great. Right. But stop and think that this meal is your salvation. Now, yeah. it's not Eucharist. We're not eating Eucharist right at our mealtime. But that's how we make that connection. If we have that sacred meal, yeah. right, if we break bread yeah. together, yeah. right, that's, uh, that's like cool. You know that word companion, mm-hmm. come with and pan is bread, mm-hmm. to break bread with. Yeah. Right? That's to have our companion. So mealtime is sacred. It's special. Yeah. And doing something different in your family, that's how that hope is going to come. That's how, you know, just that gift of of joy. Mm -hmm. And so we know if we remember that things weren't always so great for the Holy Family, Mm -hmm. and they aren't always so great for us, but the Holy Family never lost hope. And they always were bound together in love. And even in our stress and in our strife, we should never lose hope. And we should always be bound together. In love. Amen. That's what it means to be a holy family. Amen. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O God, who were pleased to give us the shining example of the Holy Family, graciously grant that we may imitate them in practicing the virtues of family life and in the bonds of charity. And so in the joy of your house, delight one day in eternal rewards. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association.
and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.